Hey, what's up? This is Dwayne Shoots Toys, and you're listening to Toy Photocast. We are storytellers. Hey, what's up? It's Jax from Plastic Action, and you're listening to the world-famous Toy Photocast. We are storytellers. Nick Alicia is a toy photographer who resides in Littleton, Colorado. He goes by the Instagram name Inspired by Andre. His hobbies are music, movies, collecting, drawing, and photography. His favorite movies are Aliens, Terminator, Predator, Blade 1 and 2, Empire Strikes Back, 89 Batman, The Nolan Trilogy, Batman vs. Superman, Interstellar, and lots of Marvel movies. His favorite book is The Oath by Frank Peretti, and his favorite foods are Puerto Rican, Chinese, and Italian. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Toy Photocast with Inspired by Andre. I hope you enjoy it. Three, two, one. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Toy Photocast with the one, the only, Inspired by Andre. What's up, Nick? How are you doing, man? What's up, Dakota, man? And we made it. <laughs> we, we did. <laughs> we're here we did it and i appreciate you coming on the show and and doing this with me and and it means a lot to me so i'm excited for this conversation and thank you man I, I really appreciate you reaching out and i know it was a while back but you know i think it was good that it, it worked out like this I, i've grown a lot more as an artist and as a person since that initial invitation so i'm actually glad it worked out this way it's very fortuitous indeed because I feel the same way for myself because the format and the the podcast itself has kind of evolved over time and it, even that we haven't been doing it that long but it it's kind of become this event almost where you know a new episode is released and everyone's able to listen in and kind of glean all the information and and really appreciate the person being interviewed so I'm I'm excited man it's gonna be fun yeah. It's 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 a it's pretty impressive to even though hear each podcast and how a lot of artists you know come from a different background or have a different style how similar we all are and that mm. was probably one of the, the the greatest things it's always been my take back from every new podcast I would listen to you know yeah we we all have like this moment where we realize this is something we like doing. And then there, you know, there's obviously going to be differences in our story, but we all have that commonality of this is what we enjoy. Like this is, and being able to connect with others on, on that level, because it's not a widely, you know, I wouldn't say widely accepted, but it's not like a widely practiced hobby. So when you find other people that's like you, it's like, oh man, I just want to treasure you, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's, I, I mean, I still run to that know even today when anyone asks well you know what do you do for fun i was like you know i take pictures of toys i'm up front i mean i think in the beginning i used to be kind of nervous and how i approached you know answering someone on it right it wasn't like i was ashamed but man the explanation you have to you know go through with someone who doesn't understand what toy photography is so it's just i just fly say yeah i take pictures of toys and they're like what like you 
just set it down and, and take a picture. I was like, yeah, a little more than that. And then I'll show them my gallery. And they're like, wait, what? These are toys? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's the best way to show them is just pull up your your Instagram and just scroll. And yeah. they're like, immediately, they're like, wait a minute. This is way cooler than I envisioned. Because a lot of people don't really understand the concept until you're able to show them. Like, I always pull up. I don't necessarily always pull up my account, but I'll pull up some of my, you know, most uh, favorite accounts. And I'd be like, Hey, look, look at these guys, you know, sure. check this out. And they're like, okay, I get it. I get it now. Yeah. I have to kind of do that. I've, you know, I've got a couple artists in mind that, you know, I'll be like, well, this is kind of along the lines of what the community does. Right. And when you show the variations, they, it just, for some people, they're mind blown. Some people, they just don't understand it. And that's okay. You know, yeah. it's, and that's just how art is, man. I mean, some people get it, some people won't. That's true. It is subjective. So, dude, I mean, let's I, kick it off, man. So how long have you been doing this thing, toy photography? Wow. Um, I would say dedicated um, since November of 2018. Okay. So about two years. About, yeah, about two years. Nice. Trying to, it gets a little hazy. I mean, I before that it was for fun, you know, it like not even like a lot. It was just at the moment, you know, my son was really young and a couple of times being on the beach playing and uh I was getting him into Star Wars and Jurassic Park stuff and Jurassic World at the time, I should say. And he had those toys with him and I was like, Hey, you know, this would be kind of a fun idea. I seen this on Instagram once <laughs> Nice, because we've all seen somebody amazing out there do something, you know, and my wife and I were just hanging out with our son playing in the sand. I was like, I could do something cool real quick. Set up this little, uh, the smaller size, uh, black series stormtrooper and, uh, some velociraptors that come blind bagged from the, at the time of the Jurassic world release movie. And I remember setting them up on the beach and this, it looks like, at first, they're, you know, attacking the stormtrooper and he's just trying to calm him down. And then, there's this, you know, I had a shot where he's just, just lounging, chilling on the sand, looking over and watching the raptors just kind of fight each other. But it was fun. Like, I, it was just a couple shots, maybe three shots total, you know, and it kind of just fizzled out. I didn't really dig much of it. It just seemed fun. So, like, hey, I've, I've seen this on, on Instagram before, you know, so it'd be fun to kind of do something like that. So that was your first kind of introduction to the toy photography? Yeah, to actually like putting in the effort to making, uh, telling a story using toys in a photo, okay. yes. Yeah, nice. that was the first time. Before that, I had like started collecting, you know. Um, once I had a son, uh, I got in touch with the, the kid in me saying, oh, when he's older, he could play with this. He's going to like that. And I remember buying stuff and remember my childhood and, I had an office desk at the time with a company I work in and I was living in Cali at the time too. And I remember just setting up like Godzilla, some spawn figures, some transformers. I mean, I had all this stuff, you know, and I'd have customers that come into work and just, it was a great, great conversation starter. Cause you know, we were all dads and geeks and nerds at some point, just, you know, fans of, of, of comic books and movies. So, you know, that was probably like, uh, 20 around 2011 when when i when i did that nice. and i wouldn't really take a lot of pictures of 
of the figures like just you know to storytell it was really just like hey this is my work setup i'd take that picture and i'd post it you know like to keep my sanity and it was i'd look at these figures and just you know keep thinking okay <laughs> once this crappy work day's over i'm looking forward to seeing my son because one day we could play together and and enjoy these things you know but that's you know how old is your son old? now he's nine he's nine yeah okay he's, so he's he's able to enjoy some of that stuff now oh yeah for sure for sure i mean i, I got him into a lot of the movies that kind of coincide with some of these figures i collect you know and um of course me supervising being a dad you know i i i monitor what he watches the the best that i can for sure i won't let him watch certain things by himself but sure yeah i, I let him you know watch uh, <laughs> avp um aliens um it's usually just a whole lot of don't say that don't say that don't say that <laughs> <laughs> don't repeat that don't repeat that. it works i mean he's doing great and it helps because he's in taekwondo so it's part of his leadership training and stuff to to be responsible and you know common sense before self-defense and all that so it does help you know hand in hand for sure have you tried to get him to take some photos yet so in the beginning um when I started around 28, uh, the end of 2018, going into 2019, um, I had him uh, see what I did. And it's further back in, the, uh, in my IG timeline, but <clears throat> there was a couple of times where, you know, he would come in and, he's, and see what I was doing and then have him do practice shots or whatever. And for a little bit on and off, he was, he was really looking like, you know, this was cool and he would want to join in. And, uh, I guess as he got older and newer toys came out or he got into other stuff, he wasn't as frequently wanting to get involved. But just recently, he's showing another spark again because of the G.I. Joes. He, he really likes Snake Eyes right now. Nice. Yeah, that, that line is doing really well. Hasbro kind of killed it, didn't they? I tell you what, um, I, I don't want to. I don't know the other way to put it, but I guess I was experiencing somewhat of a Star Wars fatigue. Okay. And uh, I did collect a lot of Star Wars. I'm still a huge fan. I love Star Wars. That's 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 always going to be part of my my childhood and in my life and even my sons. But um, you know, I, I didn't find myself shooting them as much, and I would I kind of circled back to my '80s theme stuff from from my childhood or what I like to collect, you know, and. Uh, Man, when these things came out, like I, I remember um, ordering the Snake Eyes. Like as soon as I saw that pop up from the Hasbro uh, Pulse notice, I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "No way!" Like Snake Eyes was my introduction to GI Joe's and what a ninja looked like as a kid. Like that yeah. was my intro. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm ordering this." <laughs> like I, I, I'd have to be idiot if I don't. You know, I'm, I'm already like a big '80s you know, guys, it is, I cannot pass on snake eyes. So right. I pre-ordered that. And I remember when that was like the only thing that was out from the GI Joe classified series and, uh, started shooting that. And I was looking at this thing. I'm like, man, the details, like the details. And it just, I, I remember holding it next to a black series. Cause that was kind of like, for for Hasbro and nothing against Marvel Legends or nothing. I mean, they make some great stuff too. That line, but Star. I think the Black Series. A lot of people could agree would go to for that realism mm -hmm. and that 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 cinematic accuracy at some point. But yep. but looking at that Snake Eyes in comparison to the Star Wars Black Series line, I was kind of like, 
man, this thing is, I think it's killing it right now. This, this might be it, you know? And then yeah. it blew up, like ridiculously blew up. I'm happy for him, man. Like I just got the first chance to actually kind of mess with that figure uh, yesterday or no day before yesterday. And it's amazing, man. It's like the articulation is great. And I was really surprised at the details. Like you said, like it, it's a really, really great figure. Oh, man, it's. Yeah, words can't really describe it. I mean, once you have it in hand, I mean, even the other figures in the line, like I'm not a huge fan of the the paint apps on and the sculpting of of uh, Duke and Scarlet, but you know they look cool. I mean, you know, there's, I could think of like several artists that make them look good behind the lens, and I don't know. I I'm just I get picky <laughs> when I collect, and I'm like, I kind of want it to look great as is. I don't want to get it and say I want to make it look good with these shots. You know, I like. To have something and that's just a personal thing for me i mean everyone collects differently that's what i do for me and so when i saw the, the the lines coming out i'm like these look cool you know not bad not bad and then target all of a sudden drops this bomb of of exclusives and i'm like wait 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 dude roblox <laughs> looks like that he got sunglasses the, the the black and white american flag shirt like it was it was dope man i was like man this okay see that that I could get behind that roblox and then the cobra trooper forget it Forget it. That's got to easily be for for 2020 toy releases. That figure has to be one of the top ten. Easy. If I was gonna choose a top, nice. 10, it was. But I mean, just top top release has to go to that that Cobra Trooper. I mean, the details are just phenomenal, phenomenally insane on that figure. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you can look at the texture of the pants, the uh, bulletproof vest underneath the the. Uh, the jacket he's got with the straps and i mean all that it's almost like the same uh passion they put into the hasbro pulse release of snake eyes they put into that cobra trooper mm. and then beachhead same thing i was like this is this is wild like my son was flipped out like when he saw beachhead and mind you like he's never seen the classic gi joe cartoon like i i had a chance to even show him that i want to you know and he hasn't seen the classic Joes. So when he saw these, I explained the story to him. Like, Andre, man, when I was your age and younger before you, they were smaller. They didn't even look like this. He's like, Dad, I like Beachhead. He looks, looks like like, kind of like a green ninja or something. Like, he's awesome. I like it. He's a soldier. Like, he's going on explaining these things. I'm like, yeah, that's all the reasons why I like him too, you know, and just kind of going back and forth. And uh, then, you know, Baroness. And, I mean, that's a whole nother that's, – that's a – that was a struggle. I mean, so I don't know if you know, I'm pretty sure you know by now, but the big struggle has been to even find these things in stores. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I actually didn't even know, because I, I don't know G.I. Joe. So I, I, it's yeah. not my IP, but I appreciate yeah. the, the, the fan base. And I, I've been watching sure. all, you know, the Snake Eye Saturday shots that Scott started. And it's really cool, man. It, it's, a, it's a fun little community. And I think, uh, I think with, with collecting nowadays, like especially if you're trying to go in stores and find things, like it's it's just so hit or miss with COVID and trying to, yeah, because yeah, like a lot of the places around where I live, like they don't even get stock stocking of any products. Like we're not getting anything. Like I, I mean, I don't even really try to buy anything when I'm out and about. I just I'll you know peek through the the aisle or something, but I there's nothing. It's just dry. But yeah. It, 
I can imagine it'd be difficult, especially with that fan base, because G.I. Joe is, I feel like, up there with with Star Wars or, or Transformers with the fan base. It is. It is. It. I don't think anybody was ready for the amount of attention these things were going to have when they get, they got released. And yeah, long story short, it's, it was crazy just to get some of these in, that I have now. In fact, um, let me see. I had to uh, basically have a friend through the, uh, the, the Snake Eyes Saturday group, KJ, uh, shipped from Virginia, the uh, Cobra Trooper and the Baroness. I couldn't find them at like multiple targets locally. You know, I had to get them through mm. friend mail through mail, and uh, Beachhead. I got lucky because I just happened to know somebody that knows somebody, and they they basically did what what's been happening at the stores. They had to hide it and tell me where it was at, and I went and found it. It was the last one, and some guys like, "Yeah, man, it's in the Roblox section." I'm like, "All right, man, thanks." <laughs> Walked in there, went to the Roblox section, and, and the guy like it wasn't even like he like super shoved it to the back of the shelf he just just put it right behind his roblox figure and it was right there and i just grabbed it i'm like this is crazy you shouldn't have to go through this but that's yeah it's so insane the the demand and the uh popular popular uh demand for just getting joe's right now and i i think this is not just a fresh new thing but the nostalgia behind it and i kind of feel like it's the same thing with the black series still for the most part there's such a huge fan base and Every time there's a new release, it's kind of like along those lines. But if anything, these G.I. Joe classifieds like have shown me like what the hustle has been for a while. I was just blind to it because I don't really go and buy figures all the time. I just buy the ones I really want to like because I have a connection to it. Yeah. But toy hunting, man, I haven't done that since Andre was really young when I would do some of the Marvel Legends uh, build a figure waves. And I'd take Dre with me, and it was like a father-son thing. And he loved it because we would hunt. We'd go from Walgreens to Walgreens to Walgreens to Target to Walmart. And not in the same daily. We'd spread it out over like a couple weekends or so, you know. And uh, he'd have fun. He's like, Dad, we're going on a hunt today? I said, yeah, we're going on a hunt. And then we'd go somewhere. Hey, Dad, that's the exclusive. Like he knew the terms already and <laughs> and was getting it down, you know what I mean? Like he knew. It was, it was really fun. But I had stopped that when I moved to Colorado for the most part. And uh, this G.I. Joe classified thing was the first time in a while where I got committed to a toy hunt. And man, was it stressful. I was like, <laughs> it should not be this hard, man. And I remember the the uh, the first one I actually bought, I, I was able to buy. It was the uh, one of the estimated street dates. I kind of, we had a plan joke about that, say street date one more time. And that's I actually used that in a, roadblock shot and as a caption but um based on a you know estimated uh, street day release i went to this one target walked in and uh i found the the target um exclusive roadblock and i was like sweet had it in hand then there was this really nice lady that was you know she worked there stocking the toy section i was like i have a question you guys happen to have any of these other ones in stock she's like well let me look into it She's like, oh, according to my device, um, that that's all we have. And uh, yeah, some guy and his friend came asking earlier. I was like, man, I'm not the only one, you know. <laughs> and I oh, was yeah. like, all right. And so, uh, and, I, and I mean, you know, I guess slight ignorance on my part. I'm not the only collector in Colorado. So, but uh, I I grabbed it and I was like, well, 
I'm just curious. I, I heard these aren't ringing up in some places. Some places aren't even selling them because it's not the official street date. And I was just being honest, you know. I, yeah. I think someone else right now would be like, dude, you just shot yourself in the foot. You should have walked out. No, I was just asking. I wanted to educate myself on this whole process after hearing so many people vent about it online. And so she was like, well, let me look into it. She's like, yeah, according to my handset here, um, we can't sell that. But there's nothing to stop me from letting you go ring that up i said really she was yeah see what happens that's why i appreciate that thank you so i took it rang up just fine so i went to customer service right after that immediately i went to customer service i have a question you guys show to have some in the back some you don't and these on the floor and it says there's a street day you're not supposed to sell this i just bought this can you help me understand what's happening here she was like yeah we weren't supposed to sell you that so mind you she's not telling me I, I'm going to take that back from you. She's not forcing me to return it. She's telling me, yeah, we weren't supposed to sell you that, but you got lucky. So congrats. You know, you got a new action figure. Have fun. I was like, this is, this is wild. So I went back to the car. I remember chatting with the guys in the Snake Eye Saturday group. And I was like, we have one target saying one story, one saying another, one person saying their systems have to be updated in order to sell it. That ended up being a lie. You know, you can literally just ring it up if it's on the floor. So it was just all, it's been, it's been wild. It's been wild, but it was not a pleasant experience. But um, I think I had more fun just being involved in the Snake Eye Saturday group, the chat in there, the camaraderie, the, uh, <laughs> the humor, the laughs. But People networking and, and, and critiquing feedback back and forth, it's been, it's been amazing. And if anything, what I love about this toy line is how it's brought more people together in the community to do collaborations, to work together, and have, be part of something bigger, you know? And it's been great. So that's one thing I, I do like that came out of it. That's awesome, man. I, I'm excited for you, and I think... I think it's just the beginning of a of a massive line because they obviously have the the popularity and the the people who are wanting to purchase the product. So it's probably just going to get bigger and bigger from Absolutely. here on. I agree. I agree. Let's uh let's discuss your setup, man, and your 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 camera and what what you got working with for for your photos. Okay. Yeah. Um. See, I use a Canon EOS M2. Um, reason behind that is just has uh, 18 megapixels where my old Canon XSI has like, what, 10, you know, and uh, I'm probably misquoting the exact numbers there, but it was, it's just not going to give me the, uh, the, the clarity that I want. Mm. And uh, I found an adapter that allows me to use the lenses from my old SLR on the EOS M2. So I saved money there and I use I kind of hop back and forth between my 50 millimeter and my 28 135 millimeter lenses. Nice. Do you have a specific like when you're when you're trying to shoot photos like with your camera? Are you trying to go for like a vibe? Like because I know that you you're very cinematic in your shots. Like or, like do you have some inspiration that you're trying to draw from when you're shooting? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my inspiration came initially from you know, my son, my son, just watching him play with toys. Um, I remember, I, 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 I guess to try and take it back a bit, and I know I probably skipped back that earlier when you asked me when I started, but um, falling into a deep anxiety depression is what brought me to toy photography, and I had mm -hmm. a really dark moment, and um, I just had a, 
uh, a flash, a, a memory in my mind of watching my son play with toys and his ability to just be at eye level and setting things up like they're in a movie. And, and um, I posted it one time too, and it was actually the definitive point for me in my mind of, you know, how my son inspired me for this was um, he set up like all these cool toys. It was my, I had like this old Independence Day alien toy. He had a his uh, 54 Godzilla little vinyl, um, T-Rex from like Schleich toys, some Star Wars figures all lined up. And it literally looked like this cool classic like kaiju movie scene. Like it was great, you know, and, and that actually popped right into my head. And um, that's what kind of set things off to say, you know, I have this huge collection in my room. Why don't I try like doing something with this, get my mind off this funk. And that's kind of what went from there. And up to now, it's still part of my inspiration is just uh, hearing my son, how dramatic he is when he plays and how detail oriented he is, how he um, uh, just really articulates his stories and his ideas when he plays. So I try I still use that as those are those are big elements in what I do. Um, then I get inspired from uh, comic books and movies I watched from my youth up to now. But uh, Guillermo del Toro is probably like my my number one, I would say, for my cinematic inspirations and influence. Okay. Um, the way he uses contrast colors in film. And uh, I, I always go back to um, Blade Two and uh, Pacific Rim for lots of, of my reference material for how I want perspective, composition, angles, and the uh, color contrasting to look and mm. kind of just kind of grown from there. But um, I like to mix it up every once in a while. Um, it's kind of evolved. I mean, if anyone who's been following me from the, since the start, like um, uh, Binary Sunset, that guy's amazing. He's like a super huge supporter in the community, very nice guy. And I remember like he was the first one to to share my work and like all my photos. And I remember I was just kind of like, I'm just playing around and I'm thinking what I'm doing is right. But this guy thinks it's awesome. And he was super, super kind and humbled me. You know, he's like, you're going to be great, man. I was like, thank you. I, I appreciate that. He saw that early on and I didn't, you know, and I was just playing around with lights. You know what I mean? I, I the other part of my tools is I use these Costco bought storm uh, LED lights that they just stay on the wall all day. Mm-hmm. And at night when the sun goes down, they light up on their own. It's like a frost color, you know, so they like change and transition different colors. But when you unplug it from the wall, it stays either frost white or you turn it outside and it's an LED flashlight. And I've been using those all over my shots. Like I set them up all kinds of different ways to try and achieve a different type of lighting thing, rim lighting, you know, whatever I can, I can, I can make and, um, an led light spool that my wife got me because, um, we were at Lowe's and she was like, Hey, you don't think this might help you with your photography? Like, yeah, that'd be cool. Thanks. Let's try it out. She's been like huge supporter since, since the beginning. And, um, I've been using those lights for like warm colors or the neon lightings if I want to go like straight retro style on it. So, but yeah, um, Guillermo has been my, 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 my biggest inspiration for, the uh, cinematic look and my son for just scene setups. That is so cool, man. Cause I don't know where I heard it recently, but I feel like it's so important to play with your toys. Like, because oh, yeah. it just, it, it actually does something uh, neurochemically that helps you to, to grow 
as a as a human being like just to to play not necessarily with toys but just playing like actually like that's why we did it as kids and then you grow up and they're like oh stop playing don't play anymore you're adult you gotta you know take things seriously <laughs> and we stopped playing but then uh for us as as you know toy community photographers and and people that collect these things like we play all the time like we're just our imagination is is you know, goes through the roof when we're, we got a figure in our hand. We're like, oh man, he could be doing this or she could be doing that. And the playing aspect, I feel like, is what probably helps you the most once you think, like just being able to de de decompress and, and just play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of us had those moments. Like, that's why we do this. We remember as a kid playing with these things, we took a little detour in life and then we came back to it like yes now i can appreciate it even more mm -hmm. i think we all kind of tap into the kid in ourselves from the past a little bit and said oh man i remember at that time i wanted to do this let's see what i can do now you know i mean you've got different resources and reference material and a whole community of inspiration i mean you can probably look at any hashtag and and, and that's that someone uses in a post and get like thousands upon thousands of photos of everything and you're like, man, I didn't think about that pose, you know, or, oh, man, so I could, I'm comfortable. Now I can make that pose. It won't look silly because someone did it and they executed it. And that can kind of bring its own troubles, too, because if you've never, if you don't sit there and play with these things and check the range of motion and articulation, you're not going to know that you can actually dial in that pose. Mm -hmm. And it was my son that taught me that. I was over here worried about breaking stuff. And then the one day I finally just said, you know what? I can't, this is just toys, man. My son means more. And, and a lot of my poses I owe to him. I really do. And Scott Blino, we, we, we talk a lot. He always has this joke, man. I gotta have, uh, I need, I need Andre over here to help me with this shot. I'm like, do you telling me, man, I'm out of it today. I wish he was awake right now so I can nail this <laughs> shot. I want to nail, but you know, yeah, there's, there's a lot of times where if I'm shooting something, I'm in the middle of a setup, he's on the side looking through my collection that I already have out, or he's texting, he's like, hey, dad, can I see, you know, your new Predator or alien? Like, yeah, sure, go for it. You know, and he'll do this thing, hey, dad, check this out, this would be cool. I'm like, man, that's brilliant, right? Thank you. I would have never thought of that, about that, you know? And so a lot of times, I, I owe those, those ideas and angles and poses to him. Then it's just me behind the lens trying to dial everything in and give it that cinematic feel in some way. That's awesome, man. I love that you can be able to connect with your kid at that level. And it's become, I mean, essentially what your account's all about is inspired by your son and being able yeah. to share that collaboration and share that. Cause I, I know that when he grows up, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to mean the world to him, you know, having those moments with you and it's going to just probably deepen his, his understanding of the world and, and be able to just have like, Cause I didn't have that. I didn't have that, that opportunity to, to connect with my father like that. Like, you know, we, he tried in some ways, but it, it, we never really bonded like that. He, it was funny. There was a moment when he uh, saw my collection and I guess he just didn't know how many figures I had, but I had like all these Dragon Ball Z figures, like uh, all stacked up in my closet and I had them all posed and everything. And I don't know. He just went in there one day and just opened up. He's like, man, you're like, you're like got these things. And you're like, worship worshiping these idols in here i'm like what are you talking about dude i'm just playing with toys like i just that was not my goal at all was to like bow down and worship goku like i just was just playing like it's just toys man and i was 
think I was like 14 at the time. And that really made me like, be like, oh, I guess I can't do this anymore. And so that kind of, but that's so cool though. I, I think that he's going to, it's going to be such a rich experience for him and be able to look back and be like, man, that was like bonding moment. And he'll be able to do that with his kid hopefully one day. Well, I mean, you know, the way you you were describing some of that too, I think, I think we shouldn't set limitations on ourselves, man. It's unfortunate. I mean, we come from a society or even, you know, a, a, some type of cultural, social ignorance of our family upbringing that there's a cutoff in your age, in your life for, for fun. Why? Yeah. I mean, who made that rule up? Well, nobody did. You know, somebody along the way says, well, I'll do toys they're for kids. But then what do you do when you get older? Some of these guys are collecting cars that are hundreds to $200,000 and they call them, you know, big boy toys. I'm like, it's still a toy. You right. get in that car, you're accessorizing it, getting new wheels, new tires. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, a, a car enthusiast too. I mean, I, I, remember, I was part of it. I used to be in the car club, car community. And it's the same thing. And, you're, and you still get that same reaction from other people. Like, really? You, you spent hours in a parking lot talking about your car. Yeah, I actually did. And they're like, why? You can go like do something else. I'm like, that's that's my thing. So again, I mean, we we find we try to justify, you know, based on society or our age group or our peer group to to say, you know, this is okay, this is not okay. I honestly, man, there's nothing better than something youthful to keep you youthful, whatever that looks like. Right. And you're not hurting anybody taking pictures of toys. I've mm -hmm. seen some pretty crazy things in uh and a night meeting up at a car meet and people doing some illegal street racing or donuts in the parking lot, people getting hit with cars. So it's like, take pictures of toys, cars. I mean, we all have our things, but I don't see anything harming anybody with taking pictures of toys. No. I, yeah, you're right. Like there's, there's nothing really that's, uh, that's hurting any, all it does is benefiting people. Cause especially when you, when you share it on social media, you're able to connect with people and, you know, inspire people. It, all it is, is it's a, it's a win, 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 but yeah, for sure. Like I'll, I've, I've tagged uh, Stan Winston school and they actually like my stuff and it's, it always makes me feel so good. Cause man, that's my childhood. Stan Winston designed stuff, Pumpkinhead, Terminator, Predator, Aliens, Robocop, like all those things, man. Even, even as a kid, when I was in the Jurassic park, like I connected with that, you know, and it makes you wonder all those guys in those studios, they started somewhere playing with toys, making things with their hands. Yeah. You know, and it all bleeds over. It all bleeds over. But yeah, like, you know, and to address what you said, I I'm hoping that, you know, for my son, he keeps that youthful part of him and sees what I'm doing that. Yeah. I want better for you. I want you to put yourself, you know, uh, push yourself physically and mentally through education and martial arts to be, someone I never got to be, but remember you have a kid side and there's nothing wrong with that, that, that youth, we all do thrive for it. We all want it in some way. Some of us are so stuck into the day to daily grind that, yeah, when we watch that movie or we listen to that song, it's, it's something we reminisce. It, it brings something back up a great moment. And that's what the toy community has found. And, and these artists have found it's, it's that one thing that we remember from our childhood. It's all a connection. And I want my son to have that connection too. And that's why I'm always forever grateful for, for uh, Jack and Dan, um, X-Glue and um, uh, Tiny Epic Toy Photos uh, for getting me on the, uh, the um, with Toys in Mind anthology book. It was, it was my piece for my son. Like 
I, I even told those guys, first off, you got the right dude, because why am I in this book? You know, and it was really nice that they gave me the invitation. But ultimately for me, I was I was kind of starstruck and shocked the whole process because I didn't think I'd, I'd be in that book. But when it was all said and done and holding it in hand, you know, I told Dre, I said, Dre, this is this is for you. This book, I want this. I dedicate this for you, man. I, I would have never started this if it wasn't for you. And of course, him at the time being so young, he didn't understand. I was just breaking it down for look. I was like, buddy, you being a kid, being playful, reminded me of what's really more important than my job and the drama of the world and the things that were just making me feel horrible and, and like garbage. You know, you were that shining light for me that reminded me to pull myself out of that dark pit. So that would have never made it into this book if it wasn't for you and what you did for me. And I want him to have that book when he's older so he knows that don't forget to take a, a pit stop in, in your childhood every once in a while. It's a good place for reference tool for your life. Remember, you can have fun and, and still connect with people by being youthful and just having fun. Not everything has to be serious all the time. I love that. Dude, that, I feel like we could just end it right there. I mean, it would be perfect, but I know there's more we want to talk about. So let's, let's discuss your, your favorite line of figures and let's talk about, uh, you know, the nitty gritty details about like your collection and where you want it, what you want to do with it. Do you have anything, any plans for, for the, the end of this year and next year? You got anything on pre-order? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually, I think I think as as a collector we all fall into you know the hype of certain releases or yeah you know, how some people can just take a shot of something it looks amazing but when you get it in hand you're like eh, I I I thought this thing looked better you know and I've actually been canceling a lot of orders this year one because I think I just went a little too crazy you know I was just thinking like you know I had this idea of a collection and ultimately what I want to set up when I want to finally build a man cave and have something cool for guests or my son and I to hang out in. But the other side of it was like, do I really need this? You know, mm. do it, like, is this something for my, for my passion? Do I have passion in that character or that figure, you know? And my, I, I have like a very close uh, um, connection to pretty much anything that's Batman Terminator, I mean, Batman, uh, Predator, and Aliens. It's almost in the same universe, uh, but I guess still Terminator, and I got a Terminator figure somewhere, but um, anything Batman, uh, Predator, and Aliens is, like, closest to me. That was my my bread and butter, my milk and honey as a kid. Like, I, I love that stuff, you know, anything with that. I mean, I grew up watching those things, and a lot of my inspiration in my collection came from the, those movies, and so rightfully so, that's stuff that I still collect, you know, and um, I've got a... Uh, let me see. I forgot the whole full name, but it's the Hot Toys uh, Arkham uh, um, uh, Batman Beyond Edition Hot Toys that that I have on pre-order. Oh. I did not on buying that. That was so. My wife bought me and surprised me last year for my birthday uh, the Star Boost uh, Hot Toys Iron Man uh, from the House Party Protocol. Nice. And I was I I, I was floored. I was just like what like <laughs> i didn't expect because i mean you know we have conversations like man that's kind of kind of up there for, for a toy you know We're like yeah no i agree and then we get to a point in collecting with photos and she sees what i do and she you know supports that but um you know 
she knew how much I liked and, and you know the Iron Man hot toy stuff, but I never really went out and got one because of the price tag. And we found this local shop that this guy who, who owns his own business opened this little comics and toy shop. And he actually made a bunch of trade deals with a huge hot toy collector somewhere. And so his store had this influx of hot toy figures and he had like marked them all down because they were used because he had traded for them. And so, yeah, we got like this incredible deal on this uh, hot toy star boost Iron Man. And that was like, I said, okay, I'm never going to get another hot toy. I'm good. Like we're good there. I remember it was, uh, I think in January, maybe February, but in January I saw that post from hot toys. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I love Batman. Yep. I love the Batman beyond design. And uh, I never got to get the Mesco one. And uh, I've never been a huge fan of, of the Mattel style ones that they made. And I was like, you know what? I, I can't pass this up. This thing looks just insane, you know? And I just pulled the tricks, you know, I'm going to order this, you know, and, and let's see where it goes. It's, it's been painful all year waiting for that, you know, and because <laughs> as the year progresses, all of a sudden some other stuff came out, you know, and I, uh, trying to decide what's worth ordering and not depending, you know, if it's like, because if it was up to me, I'd buy like probably like 30, 40 Batman figures. Like, I love Batman. Me I too, see. man. Uh, I, I can tell, too, from your shots and the stuff you collect as well, man. And, and Scott and I, we always go back and forth. And when him, I, him and I have like a mental block or a rough week or whatever, I, I always kind of tell him, dude, let's just do a Batman collaboration because <laughs> I know we can get our gears going. And he always ends up doing something like insanely awesome, you know. And I'm like, man, I'm glad that I asked them to do a collaboration because it, it brought that out into the community, that amazing shot he made, you know, and, and there's like so many other people in the community that, that, that have that, that, that knack for that one figure, they make it glow and shine or do amazing things with it. And so, yeah, like I said, Batman, you know, it's hard for me to, to not like Batman, something Batman, but I will get kind of picky about it. I have the, uh, the 1989 Michael Keaton Mesco on pre-order as well. Couldn't pass that up because that's, you know, one of my favorite designs. Um, I've got the uh, Mesco uh, Justice League tactical suit Batman. That's my favorite on-screen uh, suit. I just, it just looks so sick. I I couldn't pass that up. Um, and then I have the uh, Mafex uh, 3.0 Dark Knight um, Batman, the Christian Bale Batman. Yeah. Literally, I got those three on purpose. Uh, oh, actually, I forgot to mention, I have the old NECA 89 Batman, but long story short, I found that at a toy convention and just bought it because it looked sick. But I purposely went and got the uh, tactical suit and then um, the uh, Mafex uh, Dark Knight by the, the Christian Bale one because those three designs, the Michael Keaton, Batfleck, and Bale, were my they're my top three favorite designs of all time of Batman um, cinematic uh, suits. And I just wanted to have all three. I think I did a couple of shots, or at least one I did for Batman Day, I think last year, where I, I took a picture of all three of them because I was like, man, this is my, <laughs> this is my opportunity in the DC universe right here is these three suits, you know? But yeah, when Mesco released the, the photos of, of their Keaton, I was like, oh, man. I said, I love the NECA one, don't get me wrong, but when this thing comes out, I might dethrone it on the accuracy with the way they designed it. So, yeah. um, but definitely uh, love Batman, love Batman. And uh, Aliens, anything Aliens for the most part, 
love that. That's some of the stuff that I, I got Andre into and watching. And, and again, a lot of designs I get from my shots is because we sit down and watch these movies and Andre's like, oh, dad, you should do that for that shot. I'm like, I know, right? Well, I don't have certain lighting and then I would find a way to make it work anyway, you know? So thanks to him pointing those out in the movies we watch together. That's so sick, man. Yeah, I, you know how much I love Batman and how much it, he means to me as a character, but it's like whenever, whenever you can, uh, can connect with somebody on that level with a character, it's like you, you guys understand like what it means, like, especially with, uh, everything that that character stands for and and you know the the mission statement that he has it's like mm -hmm. of course we all have our preferences on which design or which which iteration is our favorites but like at, at its core like it's it's just a guy who went through some crap as a kid and he's just trying to make it right and he's just yeah. trying to like he's just trying to do good in, in his town and he's trying to do be the best that he can but he sees that there's a there's a gap you know where where uh where the where the law isn't isn't able to achieve what needs to be done so he takes it on himself and you know he does and i don't i don't personally like the iterations where he's out there like killing bad guys like i that's not for me like i like the one uh the batman that you know he never takes it that far but he's always trying to work with work with the the law enforcement and with gordon and trying to trying to do stuff that the that the police department can't you know what i mean like he batman has no boundaries like batman can go to you know china and go extradite some guy that you know what i'm saying like i love that yeah you know what i'm saying so i love that he uh and even though he was burdened and blessed with with the with the wealth but he used it in a way to be able to give back to his city and yeah i i, I could talk about batman all day oh but. i don't mind i love batman <laughs> <laughs> what did I mean, you think about the trailer bro what did you think about the new one? Oh man i lost it i lost oh, it. dude yo when when he was beating that dude in the street it literally had the same vibes of uh snyder snyder's uh ultimate edition bvs where he goes crazy in the warehouse and he's just beating those dudes up in the warehouse. I was like, this is the same vibes right here. But like, it was just so much darker. And I remember, you know, how many people just joked about the, the DCU or, or Snyder being like super dark, why are you so dark or whatever, and all the jokes. But obviously it resonated because Matt Reeves Batman literally adopted the dark tone note and said, we're going to make it even darker. And I was watching that trailer. I'm like, man, this is so dark tone. Like, I wanted to watch it right away. I'm like, I gotta wait for this. I know. Man. And then the it the, the vibe was just almost eerie in some scenes. I loved it. It almost gave me that that uncomfortable feeling I got watching the Joker, like the recent Joker. Yeah. Like it's it's it strikes a chord. Like, oh man, this is gonna get serious. Am I ready for it? And then that trailer brought that same feeling. And it was a Batman movie, you know. And it. it I think that's why I liked it. It drew me in even more because it's 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 pushing the boundaries even more for who we know as Batman. I think we're as a as a culture and as a uh, a community of Batman fans. I don't think we're ready, man. I honestly don't think we're ready because like Pattinson, like he's such a serious actor and, and people really underestimate what he can do. But if you've seen like The Lighthouse or if yeah. you've seen 
or if you've seen any of his other movies, like this dude is a serious actor and he takes it like he takes it to the next level and he really felt the weight. Like if you watch his interviews, he's like, he's like, man, like th this is not just any character. This is a cultural phenomenon. Like I, I have to, I have to bring it. And like, I can already tell just, just from that one shot where he's like Bruce Wayne in that one little scene. And he like saves that guy from the car, you know, flying in. And it's like, Oh man, he that's Batman. I I, I couldn't even see uh I couldn't even see Pattinson. I, I just saw Batman. I was like, wow. So I'm yeah. excited. Oh, same, man. When you mentioned Lighthouse, I agree. Like that intensity's there. I I mean, I wasn't ready for the lighthouse. <laughs> I wasn't either, dude. That was a weird movie, but like he he brought it on that one. So many people talked about it. I saw so many chats about it. I got, I got, had a couple DMs about it. I was like, all right, all right, I'll give it a shot. Like, I'm down for black and whites. You know, I used to watch those like crazy. Um, I watched that, and I remember it. It was right before I got the Baron Ben's Mesco figure. Okay. I had watched that, and it literally, like, I have some ideas still because of the lighthouse that I want to do with that Baron Ben's figure because of what the lighthouse had in it. Like, it was like, man, you know, I've been wanting to try something. And uh, there's been some great shots in the community that had that that great uh, black and white feel with Baron Benz, but that movie, the uh, the tone in it, and his performance, again, I, I wasn't ready. I really wasn't, and then it resonated with me. Yeah. So afterwards, I was like, man, I gotta I gotta really invest in some 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 underwater shots or something ocean related because when you watch that film, you have like it's. It's it's evident throughout that it, it it's impactful in the characters' uh, lives and what's happening. And I don't want to give out too much if you haven't seen it. I think it's worth watching. But um, it's it was so powerful watching them two together. Man, like, uh, have you read like the what what they did in real life? Like they they didn't like someone. So one actor stayed at a hotel, the other one stayed with the crew. Like no, had, I I don't know anything about the behind the scenes. Dude, yeah, if you go on Amazon and watch, and I don't know if it's still there, but like they have the cool little movie trivia stuff at the bottom. Um, those actors basically didn't even uh, talk to each other throughout the whole production, just when they were like filming the scenes. They actually became friends after the movie released, but it was just huh. so they both could be in character. And I'm like, man, it worked because when you watch the film, you could get that sense of, uh, of a division and an individuality between the two uh, men. But they both had that same intensity. Yes. So crazy that they were able to harness that that intensity that they could have passed for brothers, but they didn't even like hang out together. And I know every actor's got their own rhyme and reason to what they do to prepare for a role or to stay in character. But the fact that they that they made that choice, or one actor chose to do something and one did something different. It actually benefited the movie greatly all the way through, all the way through the end. So, yeah, but yeah, funny you brought that up because I, I uh, used that for inspiration on a, a, a monochromatic black and white tone shot of a uh, Baron Ben's figure because I watched that movie. <laughs> Man, just to be able to like go toe to toe with William Defoe and hold your own like that for me, once I saw Pattinson, I was like, okay, that's he's going to kill Batman because I, I didn't know, man, I wasn't for sure. I was like on the edge. I was like, maybe, you know, cause a lot of people weren't really sure if Bale could really be a good Batman before right, he, right. you know, and him being such a method actor, uh, he really, I love, he's my 
personal favorite on screen Batman and, and Pattinson might dethrone him for me. You know what I mean? Like he seems, especially if we're able to get like two or three more, two or three more movies with Pattinson, because I feel like they're trying to do a trilogy probably, but, uh, yeah, I I think you're right. I think he's going to, he's going to blow, uh, the, the, the bail bat out the water and i don't think it's intentional you know yeah it's not intentional it's just him being that great this is craft i mean and it, it's and, and just like you said i think you are right. i don't think we are ready because if you watch anyone who hasn't seen the lighthouse is they in, they in for a treat from all different perspectives because um what happens in that movie like no every every scene you don't expect and i I think okay most films we go to watch we don't expect everything that's happening but that movie like the the way every scene plays out i have i had i had these like moments where i was cringing i was like oh i had to look away in some parts dude i was i can't even watch this yeah yeah like i was like man what's gonna happen next you know like it was and it's crazy because you can try and read about this movie all you want if you don't watch it, you're not going to grasp how impactful this movie is for any cinephile or anyone that could appreciate good uh, method acting. Like someone needs to, if, if, if you're, if you like movies, especially if you like black and whites and you like drama, and especially Willem Dafoe, you need to watch this movie, you know? And, and that's another thing. How's William not the Joker yet? I don't know. That, that would be, that this, would be amazing if he did. Seriously. We got, yeah, but, they find you a flashpoint or something you know that might be an opportunity right there he's at that age now where it could work but if he gets any older it, it would be possibly too old but like going back to one, one last little tidbit on the lighthouse for for listeners sure. like if you want to sure. watch that movie i recommend watching it with somebody and watching it at night like don't watch it during the daytime <laughs> watch it with like you know your your blinds closed and you just honed in because that that movie, man, will will shake you. It, it's it's got so many like themes. Like that that's the thing that I like watching movies that has themes that you can rewatch it. I don't even know if I would rewatch it. Like it's for me, it's <laughs> at the level of uh, at the level of what's his wow, all right. What's the what's the one movie with DiCaprio Revenant? It's at like that level for me. It is. It kind of is. I mean, Revenant's hard to watch. It's hard to watch, dude. And and that's exactly like this, like Lighthouse. I, yeah, I guess now as you put it like that, thanks. Now I'll throw those two movies together. <laughs> well, yeah, like I can't like. There's some movies that I can't rewatch, not because I didn't enjoy the experience, but because it it was painful. Like there, like I really felt for the character, and I don't want to relive that. <laughs> yeah, I think that was almost like the uh, the Walking Dead scene. When dude gets his head uh, smashed in, like no oh. one was ready for that, and I think Walking Dead was already getting hard for me to watch, you know. And when I made it that far, I was like, "Why am I holding on?" And then when that scene happened, I'm like, "I'm done. I'm done. This is crazy." I tapped out too, man. I tapped out after that season. I was like, "I can't. I can't do this. This is just painful." It was. It was. But yeah, sorry. I mean, the trail off there. Yeah, I mean that the lighthouse is. I could probably talk for an hour about the lighthouse it's just one of those movies man it's just one of those films that like it it touches you in a way that you can't really express unless you see it it's it's a work of art you know um i i started off as an artist in my youth i used to do lots of drawing sketching painting 
Um, used to really love watercolor, uh, but um, I would then do mixed media stuff with uh, um, pencil stuff in first. Then I would use some type of ink and then uh, um, color pencil or uh, or crayon. Um, I mean, I would do whatever I could to to bring uh, pieces to life. But I've always had an appreciation for art of any form, especially movies. And there's something about that film that is literally a work of art. I mean, from the lighting to the the perspective angles, uh, the compositional uh, eerie shots, these the framing, the framing in some scenes, man. I mean, it's it's sometimes it's almost like on pins and needles slash uh, hair raising, you know. And it is a work of art. That film, you know, it is for definitely. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of inspiration you can get for toy photography from that film. I think, oh, I think like especially like you mentioned the Baron Benz figure. That that figure like just kind of goes with that whole mood. And I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be like probably in the top 10 movies of, of, of this decade, like that's got to be one of them for sure. I hope so too. I mean, I probably know a lot of people that wouldn't watch it just, you know, cause they think we're off the bat. Oh, it's a boring black or white or something, but I think people should really give it a shot. It's cause it's not what you think it is. It really isn't. Oh man. It's an experience dude. For sure. For sure. So dude, Let's transition uh, this last topic I want to I want to hit on before we close it out. But okay. what what's your what's your regiment for you know staying positive and 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 keeping a good fresh mental attitude, especially since you know this is your hobby to kind of decompress and and uh, and to stay you know, just to stay mentally fit. Like what what do you do uh, so you can people can kind of understand that um i'm gonna be as honest as i can be and i'm gonna say prayer um we have all kinds of stigmas in society of things that we feel we can and can't talk about can and can't do um it's kind of like when uh dan went out of his way to start the with toys in mind i i i was fully supporting it oh yeah i still do you know i'm i i'm with it um it's important that we know about mental health awareness i mean if anything this year has been definitive of that and what's been mm. happening and so um, I, I will say my faith, you know, my faith I have in God and, and praying um, as much as, you know, I've, I've probably gotten shadow banned and lost followers because of my Bible scripture posts I started doing. And um, I have no problem with that. I want to invoke thought. And as an artist, I always will. You know, it's, it's my medium. It's what I choose to do. And um, if it invokes some kind of thought, then it's still mission accomplished. Not to, to get a rise, not to ruffle feathers. But I think if it's anything that can get you to think a little differently than the line you walk in a day, it's beneficial for you. We all got to kind of think outside the box. And I learned a long time ago, you know, that I had to just really stick to my faith. And um, I didn't realize that in the beginning when I was, you know, dealing with anxiety, depression. That's because I was. I became a slave to my life, you know, the job, the family drama, um, trying to help everybody else or not help myself. Like it, it took a toll. And mm -hmm. the way I found to help myself was just stay in prayer, learn to pray. Um, I got involved in my church. I, I lead the guest services team. I um, lead prayer huddle. Um, I'm there to support people that, you know, just want to talk and, and go through things. I'm still reading the Bible, you know, like it's new for me, all of it, but I, I truly enjoy the journey and how much is I've grown as a person and what it's done for me. But that's, that's my morning, my morning breath is the first thing I do is pray. 
That's the first thing I do every morning, and it's the last thing I do at night. And I pray as much as I can during the day. And it's it's helped me tremendously. I mean, I was struggling a lot, you know, during my my beginning journey as a toy photographer. And I had some moments last year, and I appreciate the friends that I've that I've met because they've been very supportive. Um, and it's it's one of those things where, like, as much as I had my friends to reach out to or people I could talk to, there was something that was missing. And when I finally committed to just being in prayer as much as I can and devoting my life in Christ, it it, it literally just changed everything for the better for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I. I, I wanted to be as open about that and 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 transparent because I think a lot of a lot of people are going through something and we're all trying to find a way to 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 get through the day. So some people wake up, the first thing they do is turn on the news. Some people turn on the weather. Some people get up and put on music. I mean, there's nothing wrong with finding something positive that helps you, but but you know, I think it's important that you find something positive to do that's the first thing in the morning that truly helps you not something that's got you overthinking the day worrying about something that happened and he says she said or you know worrying about work or whatever like finding something that the first thing you do in the morning your regiment should be something positive and for me that's what it's been it's been my faith and just be being in prayer and it's it's helped me tremendously making smarter choices for my day-to-day with my family my son being a father being a husband to my wife a uh, better work ethic at work with my team. Um, it's even, it's bled into my toy photography. You know, I don't know, I can't even explain it, but I've had this creative drive and boost over the past few months. Like I've just kind of catapulted forward based on where my mindset is. Mm-hmm. And I, it doesn't mean I don't trip up and have, you know, issues, you know, some days that are down. I mean, we ain't perfect. And that's the whole thing, just not, not seeking perfection, but progression and moving forward. And so that's just been part of my regimen. It's been helping me, you know, be who I am. I love that, man. That That is something that I didn't even know about you until after I had invited you on the show. And I was like, man, we got something else we can connect on too because we, we have that that faith that we can bond. And uh, it's, it's very misunderstood, especially in 2020 with everything yeah. going on because there's so much misunderstanding about about faith and about what it is to be a christian because christian i don't even like calling myself a christian because i feel like that term really doesn't define my faith because it's been so misused but i you know at being someone that has uh that believes to have you know covenant and relationship with god it's not something that i chose for myself it's more like he chose me and i i've just been exactly. You know what I mean? It's like once you have that recognition, it's like I can't get away from him. Like I can't like it's not like I'm trying trying to see him and everything. It's like I everywhere I go, everything I do is like I just see him and and he's making himself known. And if you're willing to open up your mind and your eyes to the possibility that there there is a creator that's interested in you, not only not only for uh, his benefit, but for your benefit. And to realize that there's more to this thing than meets the eye, then your whole worldview changes. And you're like, wait a minute, like he actually cares? Like, like, and then, you know, it's like Pandora's box. You know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute, that, that you got to go down all the list of questions and, and everybody's journey is different, but it is, being, it is. 
it's important that you know whoever has that sticks to it too it's it's so easy to get swayed because like you said you don't like to identify it, it's being a christian someone has this uh this negative label to it now and it's just it's just because there's a misunderstanding like i can go watch these movies still that doesn't dictate my mindset of my life granted if i'm watching horror movies every single day all day that would definitely alter my state of mind no different than if i listen to gangster rap 24 7 there's mm-hmm. been a difference i remember what that was like when i was a kid you know i think a lot of people can can agree like if you bump in if you listen to old Pac, biggie jay-z dmx and you was with a group of those guys listening to the same song and someone spoke wrong to you prove to me that it didn't have impact in your, your your state of tone or attitude in the moment I'm telling you, you would probably do something pretty stupid. What you feed your mind and your eyes does make a difference. But as long as you have a self-discipline, that's where it matters. And, and at the end of the day, that's what I learned in my faith, is remembering where my discipline lies. But it still allows me to be creative. I can still watch alien movies, Predators when I want to, or Blade to give me inspiration for my artwork. You know, I was, you know God bless me with a gift. You know, I've been an artist my whole life. He made me an artist. I didn't choose that. He chose it for me. My very first thing I ever did was draw a giant T-Rex on a chalkboard and I was in preschool. I don't know where it came from. Teacher let me stay in class. I drew that. And since that day, I loved drawing. It was just something that came to me. And I, I took a hiatus from drawing a lot. But I found a new thing that I, that, that I picked up along the way. And that was his toy photography. You know, he, he, he gave me that gift. I'm, I'm going to use it. Like digital painting, I got into that because I, I remember I bought a, an old like refurbished note, Samsung Note 2 with the stylus. And that's, what, that's when I started learning how to digital paint. And it just came to me. And I do believe that was a blessing from him too because he made me an artist. No matter what I do, I can create some art from it. And I, ha- I owe that to him. But that's, that's what, what re- re- relies on my faith when that. It's not what I'm watching or listening to. It's I know where my foundation lies. And it allows me to do these things. That's why I don't mind being able to talk to somebody in any walk of life. I think putting myself in a position with somebody who's even feeling negative, if I could turn that positive and help them, that's the least I can do because I feel like how much I've been blessed and what God's done for me. For sure, man. And to, just to go one step further with that, it's like as, as a community of, of photographers and, and, and people who are creatives, like, you know, we were designed, I believe that we were designed to be like like God, because he, you know, if you look at the scriptures and you look at what he did, like he, he's a creator yep. and he created. And w- what do we want to do? We want to create. We're designing that image. And so Absolutely. we want to do those things at a at a uh, at a deep level, because we, we whether you like it or not, like that is how we were designed is to to create and recreate and to and to produce and having that perspective you realize well that's why i want to do this that's why i have that drive and it gives you man it's just like it's like basically like you see a layer like you see you know like we were talking earlier you see like this life in two dimensions and you just see like your reward path outcome scenarios and you're like well if i do this i get this and eventually that becomes stale and stagnant and you want something a little bit deeper and then you maybe you start you know considering well maybe there's something more to this life than just uh i do i live this i you know work this job and then i provide and then one day i die right 
and maybe yeah. there's maybe there's something more and that being open to that is like the first step into a, a wider world because if you if you put god in a box right and if you label him as as you look at everything else you're not going to see him because he he can't fit in your box right he, he can't man like when he created this this whole existence and, and time itself like yes we are living in we are living in this existence and we have our breath and we have our life and we have our the things that we do but that even that can't contain him that's how big he is and we put these ideas like oh he's just you know maybe he's not powerful enough to stop the evil that's going on in the world and maybe he just doesn't care or you know maybe he just has no interest but it's like all of that is just wrong perspective like and once yeah. you gain once you gain perspective of the truth once you realize wait a minute this is how he really is and this is why he does what he does then then it's like your whole worldview changes and then you can really start to have relationship that's 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 really what it is is having that that close intimate relationship with him and and then you find out your purpose he has a purpose for us all and that goes back to our conversation we had earlier you know we i think it's in us we 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 want to have a purpose and belong to something and that's what it is it's the way it's we've been designed you know and and that's and i, I try my best to, to to let others in the community feel belong to this community i mean we all want to feel belong you know and i i i as busy as i may be as as consuming as a hobby can get as many times you know we we get involved involved in tags and sessions and stuff like that i i really do try to make a a, a best and a point in my week and my day to reach out checking on somebody when i can because we don't know what everybody's walks like and what they're going through we just know they want to belong mm. and sometimes it's easy to fall into this robotic nature. I'm like, I got to post today. So I keep my account active. I got to post today for my likes or whatever it may be. We all have fallen to that at some point. Anyone that says they don't do it for the likes, they're not being honest with themselves. There was a point where they started and they said, okay, I'm doing this for this. Mm -hmm. I think there comes a point when you do. And I like the fact that I've grown past that because I have, was at that point too. I'm like, man, what am I doing different? What am I doing wrong? We start to compare. All those things we can fall victim to, but it's really because we want to belong to something bigger and greater. And the reason being is that purpose that was put inside. We can't, a lot of us can't put our finger on it, but that's what it is. It's God's design. We want to belong to something, loving each other and supporting each other, community, but loving each other, bottom line. And that's what I do my best to try and spread when I can, where I can. I love it, man. You've, you've given me some hope on this, on this episode, dude. I really appreciate you, man. Oh man, I appreciate you, man. And I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm all for trying to stay as positive as possible. Um, I mean, I have my moments. I do, you know, I, I have my venting sessions and sometimes I want to break and snap and that's because I'm not perfect, but I'm imperfectly perfect. You know, if that makes any sense, I'm perfectly imperfect. You know, I like the fact that, you know, I'm still at a point where i can acknowledge what hurts you know and that's how you connect with people you know we ain't robots we have feelings and that's what's important we have to identify that we have those feelings and we can do something about it we don't have to just sweep it under the doormat and just say we'll deal with it later you know we got to reach out and, and just support each other and that's what community is and that's what this community does i love it dude 
So if people want to connect with you on social, where can they? So I'm solely on Instagram, man, inspired by Andre, uh, at inspired by Andre. Um, I do my best to get back to DMs and messages. Uh, I've, I've just been trying to get the hang of just, you know, the volume of people reaching out. And I do appreciate that. Um, I didn't think it, it'd get this far at this, at this length and how it has been, but I appreciate everybody's support. And if you have any questions, I mean, I'll do the best I can to answer them. I'm no pro, but I just like to have fun. I love it, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And you can find me at Dagoba underscore days. You can find the feature pages I run, 112 Community and Star Wars Toy Picks on Instagram. And you can find the Toy Photocast Instagram page at Toy Photocast on Instagram. So remember, we are storytellers. Get out there, tell your story, have some fun, and thank you for listening. See you at the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Toy Photo Cast with Inspired by Andre. I had an amazing time chatting with Nick and I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I got to give a shout out to my Patreon hardcore listeners and supporters, Niels Van Reel, Steve Mank, Scott Blind, Jordan Dodrill, and Stephanie Bear. Thank you guys for supporting this podcast and thank you so much for being an integral part of this community. I hope you guys are doing well and being good and doing good and drinking your water. Stay safe, everybody. See you at the next episode. Thank you.